I'm honored to stand before you tonight. A night dedicated in part to the memory and legacy of two Rabbonim, two aristocrats, Rabbi Yosef Elias and Rabbi Emanuel Gettinger, We were told originally in the Sifri and later in the Gemara Mova Basra that the, the broken luchos were placed along with the subsequent replacement luchos in the Orna Kodesh. A very enigmatic medrash came to mind when contemplating how broken we, the family, are, how shattered we are too, as we feel the pain and loss of these two gadolim this last year. Someone once posed <clears throat> the following question to the Neudebihuda. He wanted to know whether it is permitted to place Sifrei Torah that are invalid and incapable of repair into an Oran Kodesh that was made to store valid, cautious Sifrei Torah. The questioner initially cited our Gomorrah in Baba Basra as proof that it should be permitted, since the Gomorrah relates that the Shivrei Luchos, the broken sets of the tablets, were placed in the Oran Kodesh together with the second tablets that were complete. Even though the Arna Kodesh was made for the second set, nevertheless, the Shivrei Luchos were stored, maybe indicating that as long as an item had Kedusha before it became broken or invalid, it may continue to be stored in the place designated for <coughs> intact and sacred items. And the Gemara, in fact, learns that the Talmud Chochem, who's lost his memory and his learning, should still be treated with the same covet for the same idea. The Noid of Yehuda rejects the parallel between the Shivrei Luchos in the Orum and an invalid Sefer Torah because he maintains that the Oron HaKodesh was built dafka to store the broken tablets. That was the original intent and therefore it was permitted for them to be stored there. An Oron Kodesh in a Beis HaKnesses is designed to store valid Sifrei Torah, and as such, according to the Noida Behuda, it is invalid and irreparable, and therefore should not be stored in an Oron HaKodesh. This came to mind as these two Gedolim, who were walking, living Torah scholars, walking, living Sifrei Torah, how appropriate it is that we are then proud tonight to announce the initiation of a campaign in memory of both Rabbonim. Both these living legends, these living Sefer Torahs, both dedicated to preserving Torah in a post-war generation. The first, my late revered Schwer, Rav Menachem Gettinger, the funds will be, re will be used for the dedication of the Arna Kodesh in Yeshiva's Medrash Chaim, which we hope 
im Yetz Hashem, Be'ezrus Hashem, to dedicate on his first yard site right after Shushan Purim in the yeshiva next year, so that his memory will be perpetually associated with the Kedusha of the Oron and the passion with which he defended the Kedusha of the Beis HaKnesses. The other campaign is in the dedication of Harav Yosef Elias in the establishing of a kolel in memory of Rabbi Elias's illustrious teaching and writing career. I want you to know that during the war in London, <clears throat> he writes in the biography of Dr. Solomon, Solomon Schoenfeld how he instrumental Dr. Schoenfeld was in saving hundreds and hundreds of Jewish from children from Germany and Vienna in the kinder transport. And Rabbi Elias writes in his biography how he stormed into the foreign office in London in 1941 in his uniform, um, demanding that they allow more children to come out. Rabbi Elias is one of those, and my father owes his life to the same common rabbi. What do they have in common, these two Godot, these two aristocrats? Both had a passion for learning, and both were daring in their writings. My Shver Oliver Sholom was daring in his approach to the elucidation and the articulation of all aspects of Ben Moshos, the cosmology, the astronomy, and the layered halachic history of struggle with this concept. Rabbi Elias was equally daring in his publication on Torah perspectives of the Shoah in Jewish education, its place in Jewish thinking, its hashkafa, and the future teaching of this subject to from children. Until Rabbi Elias, no one had dared to speak on this subject, which was so fraught with theological danger. Let me end with this quote in an interview from Rabbi Elias with Avram Birnbaum. He said, the Torah is not to be considered an equivalent of other sciences, as though the Torah is just one branch of knowledge among others. We should not imagine that just as there is Jewish knowledge and truth, there is also non-Jewish knowledge and truths of equal importance and authority and that when we absorb our fill of Torah wisdom, we should then turn with the same spirit to the wisdom of the nations. If we do so, placing in our minds one field of knowledge next to the other, truth besides truth, we shall be devoid of a uniform conviction and view, and we shall be lost of the discordance of our ideas and conceptions. In this, my Shver and his Mechutun were of equal mind. Mrs. Goldfarb is correct in characterizing something that was omitted at the Hesbid, that my Shver's greatest, maybe, his contribution to those who would ultimately be involved in the secular world of commerce and law, medicine and philosophy, was the integration of their Torah perspective in their worldly occupation. It was not a schizophrenic, it was a fully integrated package. 
In most of these students, they excelled in their respective secular fields, yet all the while bringing the Torah perspective he had instilled in them. In their memory, I ask you all to join me in setting aside, over the course of the coming year, some funds to allow us to memorialize their memories appropriately. Each fund according to the personality of its inspiration, the Aaron Kodesh dedication and the Rabbi Elias Kolel. Thank you.